You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that this episode is from 365 days ago. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today we're talking about the Super Bowl, not surprising. This is already my second attempt at a recording, and I would be shocked if this one doesn't get deleted. (laughs) I have to start over again. This happens once in a while when I get very angry about stuff. And I rant, and I look up, and I see it's been 15 minutes, and I've been extremely negative, and I can just already read all the comments talking about how dare you be negative, why are you this way, why are you the way that you are. And I start to feel bad, because everyone gets excited about the Super Bowl, and I've done nothing but complain about it, so I'm going to start over. But I'm going to try to condense my disdain for this day (laughs) into like a two-minute maximum, and then we'll talk about how glorious this day is going to be and try to break down the game and blah, 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 blah. Because, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not excited. So um, I, I think the biggest thing is that the Patriots are in it, and um, it is diminishing my joy for this game. And there's a lot of reasons to complain about the NFL, you know, the all the stuff that's going on with the rules and, and you know, just... It, it it hurts enjoyment, but the Patriots thing really is starting to. It's not. It's not. It's not even bitter. I, I don't have anything against the pa- the Patriots. Should be trying to win, and the fans should be all arrogant and excited. That's that's fine. But for every other team, the thirty one other fan bases have been sitting here watching and trying to win second place for literally twenty years. I mean, this this is getting ridiculous. It's just not enjoyable. And you, you think about all the work and all the excitement that goes into a season, and you realize, what is it for? What is the point of this? To try to get second place? If you're in the AFC, try to get, what, third place? 
I, I don't know. And yeah, every other team just has themselves to blame. You know, if you want to win, just go beat the Patriots. But I mean, that, listen, the fact of the matter is they're just better than everybody. And they always have been. They got everything figured out. Bill Belichick is just smarter than everybody else. He's smarter than our coach. He's smarter than your coach. He's smarter than their coach. And they have developed an incredible system. And the way that they communicate with each other, the way that they're able to break down opponents, the way, I mean, they, they've got everybody figured out and their ability to diagnose another team and all, all the credit in the world. But it's, it really is diminishing my joy for the game. Maybe that's just me being bitter, but I, I don't know after 20 years how you can just sit here and say, can, can we please stop this? Please. I, I don't care what it's going to take. And to hear Tom Brady say, oh, I want to do this for another 10 years or whatever, it's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it 10 years, man. I just don't. If, if this goes on for five more years, ten, however long that Tom Brady is able to do this with his, his uh, whatever diet that he does, I just I can't handle this. It just drives me nuts. Even if they lose in the Super Bowl, it's it's on one hand like ha ha, and on the other hand it's just, but they're they're there again. They they made it all. Can we just? Can they just miss the playoffs once? I mean, I understand they're never going to miss the playoffs because the AFC East is the biggest joke ever, and that just infuriates me. Why the Buffalo Bills can't figure it out? Why they're run by just half wits? Why the Miami Dolphins? And, you know, their coked-out leadership can't figure out how to build a football team. Why the New York Jets have and always will be a joke drives me insane, but whatever. It's not even just that because, you know, yeah, that that's how they get into the playoffs. That's why they'll never not be in the playoffs, but they're still better than everybody. But anyways, it just, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a... I like the NFL, and there's a lot that I enjoy about the NFL, and I'm, I like that I'm starting to dig into other teams it brings more joy to you know to me and my enjoyment watching the foot football the the draft fantasy football all this helps me enjoy the game more but at times like this i want to just recede into myself as a packers fan and just block out the super bowl and legit it's not because the packers aren't in it i just wish that this was chiefs rams i, I would not be complaining at all be like this is awesome i can't wait let's just dive into it and whoever it doesn't matter this is going to be awesome it's just but it's not it's the Patriots again. I I don't know. I feel like my two minutes are up, but let me all just also just say very very quickly because I just can't not say this. The halftime show is not good, and it, I don't think it's ever been good. Maybe there's like one or two acts that were decent. It's just a joke, and most of the entire world recognizes that, as evidenced by the fact that on camera. You see on the field like everyone jumping up and down, but then you had those hilarious videos last year of like people in the stands and nobody's even paying attention they're on their phone it's garbage man i just turn it off and beyond that i get excited like ooh, super bowl commercials first of all they haven't been funny in like 10 years second of all they don't even try to be funny anymore all i'm gonna get is lectured about why i'm a terrible person so man i'm trying as hard as i can to get excited about this but it's like i get to watch commercials that are lecturing me because apparently I'm a child and I need to be, you know, talked to about things like I'm in kindergarten. Because that's 2019 in America. I get talked to like a small child because it makes people feel good about themselves or something. I don't know. Like, oh, you just figured that out? Wow, congratulations to you. You must be a superior intellect. Wow, thank you for making me feel like a horrible person, even though nothing that you've inferred about me is correct. And then I get to hear people get all excited about a halftime show that nobody wants to watch. 
And then uh, I get to watch the Patriots come back after that horrible halftime show and win another Super Bowl and hoist another trophy and realize that this whole thing that I've been doing all this time, every single day, getting excited about the Packers is, do we have what's good enough as a team to get into the playoffs and play the Patriots? And I just don't want to do it anymore. And I'm just hoping, like I have for the last, I don't know, five, ten years, that this is the last one. This is the last time. But you know what? It's not going to be the last time. It's going to happen next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. And as long as Brady and Belichick are together, every year. So anyways, I'm going to cut it off there. I think that's good enough. I don't need to delete it. But I, you know, and the reason I got to get it off my chest is because it's like, okay, today you have to do a breakdown. And I just, I don't want to. I don't even care. I don't want to just go into this analytically like, oh, here's this offense against this defense. It's like, no, it's it's none of that. This is the evil empire, and I want to see him destroyed. But even if they lose, it's not a satisfactory feeling because they I don't even want him to get there anymore. But I guess let's talk about it. Let's talk about this game. And, I, you know, maybe it'll make me happier if I just take it from the standpoint, the entire show how the Rams can beat the Patriots. Maybe that'll make me feel better about life. I know, today's the big day and all football fans come together and and rejoice on what is the greatest day in the history of the world and how dare you be negative today. My sincerest apologies. It wasn't my intention. I just woke up and realized that I was going to break down the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl and I started to get angry and sick and I didn't even want to do this. (laughs) And I legitimately considered not even talking about the Super Bowl today because there's a little bit of Packers news, and I was like, you know what, let's just not even do it. I'll talk about the draft, I don't care. But fine, it's what everybody wants to hear. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Let's talk about how the Patriots might possibly lose, except they probably won't. Anyways. End of rant. Alright, so... I guess I want to start just by you know, kind of taking a macro look at, you know, Rams offense versus Patriots defense, Patriots offense versus Rams defense, and uh, we'll see where that leaves us. So, first of all, as everybody knows by now, the New England Patriots' favorite thing to do is to take away what it is the, uh, the Rams do best. Fortunately for all of us, the Rams do a lot of stuff really well. Um, Obviously, everybody understands that they're a very good passing offense, but really, as far as rushing offense, they're up near the top uh, in that category as well. The Rams, um, coming into the season, were third in net yards per attempt passing, also third in rushing yards per attempt at 4.9 yards per carry. Looking at it a little closer, however, um, as a general rule, the Rams lose more often by not running the ball enough. So if we look at passing yards, there really isn't much of a correlation between passing yards and winning or losing. They did lose the game in which they threw the least amount of yards, 162 passing yards against the Chicago Bears. They lost. However, they won pretty much, (laughs) well, they've only lost three games. But the other two games they lost, they threw for uh, 325 yards and 391 yards, which is the second most they've thrown for. So there really just isn't any correlation whatsoever. In fact, if you take sort of the midway point, right at about 301 yards against the Saints, which is about, you know, again, the midway point, they've only lost one game where they've thrown less for less than 300 yards. They lost two games where they threw more than 300 yards. On the other hand, if you look at rushing, if they've run for 100 yards or more, they're undefeated. They have not lost a single game where they ran for 100 yards or more. If they've run for less than 100 yards, they... Um, 
They're three and three. Now, strangely, one of the games that they won and one of the games they lost came against the Saints. So the Saints essentially understood this, and they did a very good job of getting the Rams to run the ball for less than 100 yards. Once it manifested itself in a win, the other time the Rams won, but it was an overtime win. It was also potentially not a win. So you could almost look at that and say the Rams shouldn't even be in here. The Saints won that game. And then in that case, you're looking at a a team that essentially won two out of six games when they ran for less than 100 yards. Another win came against the Arizona Cardinals, which, I mean, it's the Cardinals. The only other game was the Kansas City Chiefs, but they threw for 455, or excuse me, 379 yards in that game and uh, won that game 54-51, to 51. so another really, really close one. So it's, it's really not even close as far as if you want to beat the Rams, I think one of the best ways to do that, take away their ability to run. And as we're watching, that's something we have to keep an eye on, that 100-yard mark. Again, they've never lost a game this past year in which they've run for over 100 yards. Um, in terms of their ability to do that, I don't know. It's it's kind of strange with this whole Todd Gurley situation with him not even getting the ball. He's not playing very well. That's it's not a good thing. I know C.J. Ander- Anderson looked promising, but the fact of the matter is C.J. Anderson is not even close to what Todd Gurley is in terms of a, a an athletic talent. We all know that. So, yeah, it'd be great if C.J. Anderson could come in and just, you know, do a really bang-up job. But the Rams need Todd Gurley to be Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is one of the most athletic and talented running backs in the entire NFL. C.J. Anderson is not. Gurley is also a much better receiving back. C.J. Anderson has to be one of the worst receiving backs in the NFL. He's terrible. He's not a good pass blocker. Todd Gurley is an incredible pass blocker. So they need Todd Gurley. (laughs) In this game, yeah, I I think you need Todd Gurley. Um, It's also somewhat injury-related. You know, I think the Rams are trying to pass it off that it's all because of inflammation in his knee. Maybe that is all it was. Or maybe it's just twofold. It's it's the, the knee issue, which led to him maybe not playing quite as well. He's worried about his knee, whatever, and that ended up and materialized into him not playing. I don't know, but bottom line is he needs to play. The Rams are saying he's going to have a really big role, and I hope he does. The ability to use him as a running back with his speed and his size and his power, also as a receiver, also as a blocker, against the Patriots in this game, you have to have that, man. You just got to have it. And again, as, as much as C.J. Anderson looked solid that was another game under 100 yards he didn't get 100 yards last week against the saints against dallas though 16 carries 115 yards just by himself he dominated in that game against the saints four carries 10 yards 2.5 average against the dallas cowboys 7.19 average just gotta have him that's all there is to it so we're gonna assume he's in he's playing he's healthy everything's good to go because that's what i want to assume because that's just how i roll as far as the Patriots' ability to stop the run, if we just look at their season overall, they're not super great at it. Teams have had the ability to just completely dominate on the ground. In fact, they've given up an average of 4.9 yards per carry, which makes them 29th in the league. The Rams are also terrible at this, but we'll get to that in a moment. However, here's sort of the problem. Do you know how many yards the Chiefs ran for through four quarters, 41, 41 yards. Would you like to guess in their other, since, so this is just the playoffs we're looking at, when they played the Chargers, how many yards did the Chargers run for? Take a guess, take a moment and think about it. 
19 yards. That's ridiculous. Apparently the Chargers and the Chiefs got it in their head that all they need to do is throw the ball. And they did. Chargers at least threw for 316 yards, so that's something. But that, I mean, come on, man. But again, this is what the Patriots do. If they decide you're not going to run the ball, it doesn't matter if we're 29th in the league and allow 4.9 yards per carry. If we decide, guess what? This team isn't going to run on us. They're not going to go anywhere. Melvin Gordon, very, very talented running back. Nine attempts, 15 yards. Justin Jackson, one attempt for four yards. I don't know what to say to that. Not only did they not run the ball enough, but Melvin Gordon couldn't even get two yards a carry. I think the Rams need to be smart and not get sucked up into this. And, and you know, again, another benefit of and how they should view this as a benefit is that it's going to end up being sort of a pick-your-poison situation because the Rams do have a lot of stuff. And if you try to take something away, I've got something else for you. The Rams have a pretty talented offensive line. Not 100% across, but their, their tackles, I think, are probably the most talented tackle duo in the NFL between Whitworth and Havenstein. Blythe and Saffold at guard are decent. Sullivan at center isn't all that great, but whatever. The uh, the Patriots, you know, Guy and Flowers off the edge are talented, but it's going to be a good matchup. They, they've got two tackles that can handle those two guys. The interior of the Patriots' defensive line isn't all that great. So there should be enough here, especially with two decent tight ends, to find a way with the creative mind that the, the Rams have in Sean McVay to get Todd Gurley going. The, the Patriots also don't have that good of linebackers. So just focusing in on the run, there's no excuse for the Rams, the Rams to not have 100 yards. To be able to run on this team should not be that difficult. To use that speed and that power whether it's between the tackles, outside the tackles, using him in, in the pass game. I mean, Gurley should have a really, really big game. They've also got Everett and Higby, who are relatively talented uh, tight ends. And when you have two tight ends that have decent amount of talent, as well as Gurley, who can be used in the pass game, that puts an unbelievable amount of strain on untalented linebackers and uh, Patrick Chung, who's a mediocre strong safety. You should be able to pick these guys apart. That's just on the ground. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm talking about throwing as well, but I'm, I'm talking about short area stuff, running the ball, picking on linebackers and stuff. Now, the other thing that the Patriots can and maybe will try to take away, Stephon Gilmore and Jason McCourty are very talented uh, cornerbacks. I think Woods and McCourty in the slot is going to be a pretty tough matchup, and I think Gilmore on Cooks is going to be a pretty tough matchup. Then you have Reynolds and J.C. Jackson on the outside, who neither of those two are super talented, but looking at their PFF score, almost identical. But again, a lot of what the Rams do is finding creative ways to scheme guys open. And when you've got two very talented wide receivers, two decently talented tight ends, a very talented group of tackles, and a decently talented offensive line with a elite or top tier, and that, you know, elite is... Definitely not his PFF grade, but it's it's how I would characterize his attributes. An elite running back. It seems to me that a, a creative mind like Sean McVay should be able to figure out how to manipulate the Patriots so that, because again, we're talking about the Patriots who are unbelievably intelligent. They're looking at this and they're saying, here's our best chance at winning. And it really just comes down to their ability to understand what's coming. They, they put in an unbelievable amount of work so that it's not just a matter of here's what we're taking away and then we wing it. 
When you line up, the Patriots have a very good idea of what it is you're going to do and call their defensive plays based on that. You need to be creative enough to say, I don't care if you know what we're doing, we're going to make it work. Or, you know, deviate from what you would normally do. But the, the, the point is, you have too much talent for the Patriots to handle, right? At some point, you have to get to the point where you can just show the Patriots we're running this play. You can walk up to the line and tell the defense, this is what we're doing. You can tell Belichick right on the sideline, this is what we're doing, best of luck. Because I really do think that's their strength. And I'm not, I'm not talking about cheating like, oh, they're spying. I'm not talking about that. You know, granted, it's possible. They've done it in the past. Just saying. But offensive and defensively, the, the amount of work that they put in to understand what's coming. The reason their offense, which is limited talent-wise, is able to pick defenses apart is because they know exactly what you're doing. And they know how to beat what you're doing. But I tend to think close to the line of scrimmage, not because they have overly talented safeties and, and going deep is going to be problematic. I just don't think it's necessary. I think control the time of, of possession. I think, you know, don't don't turn this into a shootout. Even though that seems like a good thing to do, don't do it. Because the Patriots are going to control the ball. They're going to take their time and they're going to wear your defense down. You should do the same to them. I think you'll have success running the ball. I think you'll have success running, you know, screens. I think you'll have success in, in short area routes with your tight ends. I think, you know, bunch sets with Woods and Cooks and Reynolds, you know, bunched up and Everett split out wide, stuff like that, and, and getting guys wide open, manipulating their linebackers, manipulating their safeties. Overextend them. You're more athletic than they are. You're not going to, you know, outsmart them, outplay them, grind them down. Because that's what they do to everybody else. Again, I keep going back to the Falcons game. That's That was essentially it. The Falcons went, and they slammed the gas, and they went as fast as they possibly could, and the Patriots just stayed patient. They stayed the course, and eventually the, the, the Falcons got to the point where they just had nothing left. And the Patriots picked up the pace against a completely gassed defense, and they just marched down the field, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Let this be your game. Play your game your way. I want to have the football. I don't want you to have the football. And I'm going to do that if I so choose. We're going to slowly and methodically work our way down the field. We're going to pick you apart, and there's nothing you can do about it. It really is an attitude thing with the Patriots, because they'll get in your head quick. That's what they love to do. You, you get a team like the Rams, who's all full of pride, and like, oh, we do whatever we want, and they get out there, and suddenly you can't do anything, and you feel this suffocating thing that you haven't felt hardly all year. That gets in your head quick. That team will play mind games with you. That's part of the, the, the strategy of it all. Taking away what a team does best, you, you just feel suffocated. Like, I know what to do. We do this, and it works every time, and it doesn't work anymore. And it's like, what is this machine we're going up against? Not to mention you're in the Super Bowl with a team that's been here so many times. I mean, it's, it's not even like a thing anymore. Like, this is just what we do. It's like me going to work every day. Like, it's, you don't even think about it. It's just what you do. It's not a big moment. I mean, for a lot of the guys it is, and I guess it still kind of is. But, I mean, Brady's been here so many times. This is just, they know what to do, how to act, how to feel, how to think. They're not blown away by the, the media circus and how exciting it is to be here and all that stuff. It's just, they got work to do, man. They'll, they'll enjoy it after the fact. Don't get caught up in it. You've got a very, very good quarterback. You have a very, very good running back. You have very good tackles, a good offensive line, two good tight ends, two incredibly good wide receivers. You have more than enough talent to do whatever you want. And what you should want is to slowly and methodically pick this defense apart and wear them down, grind them into the dirt. I'm not saying get 100 yards. I'm saying get 150 yards. I'm saying get 200 yards. 
embarrass this team. Shame them for even showing up. Do it for all of us. Give me something to enjoy today. I want you to brutalize the Patriots. I want you to embarrass the Patriots. I mean, as for the Patriots, I think it kind of stands for itself. I mean, this is a beatable thing. You you play tough against the run. You take them out of their element. This is a... What, what have I been saying about the Rams all year? This is a, a, a team that's very big on emotion, and that's a very dangerous thing because the Super Bowl is emotional. Um, being here is emotional. Everything about this is emotional, and emotions can get high and really quick. And the reason I say that, and this isn't true about everybody. I don't know about Goff and Whitworth and Saffold and Sullivan and Blythe and haven't seen and Everett and, and Cooks and Woods and Reynolds and Gurley. I, I don't know them. But I do know that this team went out and got a bunch of free agents, and they took a risk on quite a few guys, especially on defense, that are high-volatility guys that are very, very emotional. And guys like that can kind of go down a bad path. If I'm the Patriots, you come into this game, I mean, not that you're doing anything different, but the idea is to frustrate the team and do it early. Just take them out of it. Gilmore is, is maybe the best cornerback in the NFL. Take Cooks away. McCourty is, is unbelievably talented. I don't know if he's better than Woods in the slot, but take them away. Take away the run. Just suffocate them. You start the game with a three and out. Boom. The the morale, all all the excitement and all the buildup and all this stuff gets cut in half with one three and out. And suddenly you realize this isn't going to be as easy as you thought. And all that hyping up that you did about how great we are and how awesome this is going to be and all this stuff, despite what your coaches tell you about how this is four quarters and all that, you're frustrated. You're scared. All this stuff about how, you know, we're better than the Patriots. We're gonna, whatever it is you told yourself, it goes right out the window. The Patriots are just going to play smart. They're going to play disciplined. They're going to take things away, and they're going to play four quarters. And that in and of itself is usually enough to win football games. So their defensive strategy is simple. Suffocate the run, force them to be one-dimensional throwing, and, um, you know, we'll just attack off. And, um, you know, we've got good enough corners and safeties to be able to take away their two wide receivers. And we'll just keep playing. They'll get their points. It's the Rams. They'll get yards. They'll get first downs. They'll get points. But if anything, suffocate out the run. Force them to throw like we did against the Chargers. Force them to throw like we did against the Chiefs. Force them to go down the field quickly. And we'll just wear down their defense. And we'll get our seven. And then they'll go down in 45 seconds and get a touchdown. And we'll take eight minutes to get a touchdown. It's chess, not checkers, man. The Rams have to be smarter. Not smarter than the Patriots, smarter than themselves. But anyways, let's uh, let's flip it over here. So Pro Football Focus had an article that was up, and um, essentially, it, oh, excuse me, it um, I was just stretching. It was nothing weird. Essentially, it showed Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and there was a pretty direct correlation uh, to pressure percentage, percentage of times or, or dropbacks in which he was pressured. And um, here is essentially how it breaks down. The first Super Bowl that they won, he was pressured 27.6% of the time. The second Super Bowl, they won 38.8. Third Super Bowl, they won 28.6. Fourth Super Bowl, they lost to the Giants. He was pressured 43.4% of the time. The next Super Bowl, they lost to the Giants, 46.5%. The next Super Bowl, which is their fourth Super Bowl victory, only 31.4%. The next one, they won 30.0%. The last Super Bowl against the Eagles, they lost 40% pressure rate. So the highest pressure rate in which they won a Super Bowl was 38.8. In every single um, Super Bowl in which they lost, the pressure percentage was higher than, or was 40% or higher. 
So that's another number to keep an eye on. We want 100 rushing yards, and we need 40%. Now, that's, that's kind of a lot. Now, we're not talking sacks. I mean, we're talking pressures in general, which are hits, hurries, or sack, which is to say four out of ten times he needs to get that ball out because someone's barreling in on him. He's got to move. He's got to whatever. Now, we already know the Rams don't have a ton off the edge. Dante Fowler is not that good. The, the linebackers here are terrible. Their ability to stop the run is pretty terrible. If there's going to be pressure, it has to come from the interior. It's got to come. Aaron Donald Aaron Donald, single-handedly basically needs to win this game. As ridiculous as this sounds, the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter what the Rams do on offense. The Patriots are going to be able to keep up. This has to come down to a defense beating Tom Brady. And, and it, that almost entirely, how frustrating is it every single game to watch Tom Brady sit in a clean pocket he just sits there and sits there and sits there and eventually finds somebody and throws a pinpoint pass right to him. Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue need to absolutely destroy the interior of this offensive line and just scare Tom Brady to death. Just keep coming for him. Because the fact of the matter is this offense just, it's just not very good, man. Gronkowski isn't as good as he was. He's talking retirement. He's, he's already given all these interviews about how, what kind of a toll it's taken on my life and all this stuff. Not to say he isn't going to give it his all. But his all isn't worth that much anymore. Julian Edelman in the slot, he's, he's okay. Dorsett and Hogan are a joke. James White is mediocre, but you know what? It doesn't matter because they're going to call the right play at the right time, and Brady is going to manage this game perfectly. They're going to scheme a guy open, and Brady's going to throw it right in that pinpoint window. White is going to do enough against a terrible run defense. The only thing that's going to mess this up is if he doesn't have his perfectly clean, perfect horseshoe-shaped pocket every single time he drops back. Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue have to destroy this pocket and destroy Tom Brady. I'm not saying I want the guy hurt, but I would like to see him on his face a lot. Beyond that, though, you know, it is a benefit because although the Rams' defense isn't exactly elite, um, Aqib Tlaib is more than enough of a corner to be able to handle any of the wide receivers that they have. Um, Nikel Roby Coleman, the slot corner, is a very talented guy going up against Julian Edelman. I think he has what it takes to match up. I think the matchups are fine. Um, you know, again, they'll be able to run because they do have a, a, a pretty solid, the Patriots have a pretty solid offensive line. Uh, again, James White is a decent running back, and uh, they, they always do well enough. But, I mean, this, this just, it, it's not strength against strength. It's not a, a overly talented Patriots group. It's just an intelligent Patriots group that's, again, Tom Brady's going to sit comfortably and be able to just allocate the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be there. But the Rams have talented safeties over the top in Joyner and Johnson. Johnson is one of the best strong safeties in the entire game right now. Um, also playing free safety at times. Just incredibly talented. The linebackers aren't good, but they're not abysmal. I mean, they're, they're about as good as the Patriots linebackers. Marcus Peters is a joke and he's going to get picked on, but so what? Give him some help. But again, this legitimately, I, I think the biggest thing that this, this defense and this team as a whole needs to do is to have Aaron Donald and with the help of Ndamukong Sue, just destroy that pocket. Get that 40% pressure rate. Get creative with it. If, if it's not just Aaron Donald, and if, if he starts wreaking havoc and they start trying to double-team him, fine. Bring Nickel Roby Coleman on a, on a corner blitz. Get creative with this defense. 
Find ways to get pressure. Even if, okay, so you bring pressure and they take you apart. It doesn't matter. Keep bringing it. Right? It's like, it's like if you go three and out on the first drive, so what? Keep going. Keep trying. Well, we tried running it. We can't go anywhere. Keep running. We bring pressure and it just hurts us. Keep pressuring. Bring the, bring the linebackers. Bring the corners. Run stunts and twists. Do whatever it takes. Bring your safeties. This is the Super Bowl, man. Bring every single thing you've got and keep bringing it. Hit Brady. Hit him again. Hit him again. Hit him again. That's it. That's all I care about on defense. Everybody else, it's just do your job. Right? Tlaib, Coleman, Peters, do your job, do your best. Safeties, do your best. But everything I do on every single play, the primary goal, unless I believe it's a run, is to get Brady. Get Brady. I'm blitzing all day, every day. Get Brady. Because you, I mean, listen, again, we've seen this so many times. So many times. Him just sitting in the pocket and just distributing the ball. There you go, there you go, there you go, here you go. No pressure. I mean, the, 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 most, the, the least athletic quarterback in the history of the world who can't move an inch to the right or to the left if he's had a four-second head start is able to just sit in one spot with nobody even near him. Enough. Enough. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the entire NFL. Go get him. And if they, again, if they want to double team, make them pay for that. There's a cost. If you have five guys on your defensive line and two guys are trying to stop Donald, which might not even be enough, they only have three guys left, and we're bringing four more, two outside linebackers and two more defensive tackles. And if I want to bring another inside linebacker, we're talking about five guys going up against three offensive linemen. We should be able to find a way to get to Brady. Double teams have a cost, but legitimately, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing extra rushers all day long. Because look, I mean, I, and I understand the danger in that, and I understand especially with Brady, who's probably still going to be able to get there, and he gets the ball out so quick, it, it, you know, can the guy even get there? I get that. But you also have to understand that they're going to move down the field anyways. So what am I supposed to do, just sit back and let it happen to me? No, I'm going to go out swinging, man. And if just one time out of ten I can drop Brady, it's worth it. Because they're coming anyways. We saw it against the Chiefs, we saw it against the Chargers, we see it every single day, every single year, every single time. It's the same thing over and over again. We don't want to blitz because he's going to get the ball out. We don't, you know, we're just going to sit back and let it happen to me. Nonsense. I'm bringing the house. You don't know where it's coming from, but you sure well know it's coming. I'll drop Donald and bring Peters on a blitz. I don't care. I'm I'm sick of the the, the Patriots just knowing what we're doing all the time. The bottom line is you're not going to know what we're doing. You are not. You're not going to be able to read us from a mile away. You're not going to know, oh, this, you know, we, we already know. They're lined up like this. This is the down and distance. We already know every single thing there is to know about what it is we're going to run. No, you don't. It's a new day, man. We're throwing everything out. At least on defense we are. That's, that's, that's the approach I take. Because I'm not going to play the Patriots game. I'm not just going to do what it is we think we're going to do. And the Patriots know exactly what we're doing on defense. And we sit back and let them just pick us apart. I'm not playing that game. And I'm telling my players that. Because that's the stuff that they can buy into. I'm not scared of you. We're not scared of you. You're going to be scared of us. Tom Brady, who instills fear in everybody because of what he does to everybody... He's going to be scared. He's going to be running. He's going to be eating the dirt. Not me. I'm not going to be chasing their, their, their receiver down the field after he catches it. I'm going to be chasing Brady. I want him running for his life. 
even if he wins this game, he's going to have nightmares for weeks about Aaron Donald, about Indomitian Sue, about free blitzers coming off, about you know about the the corners coming off corner blitzes. He's going to have night terrors. The last thing you would expect us to do in this situation is exactly what you can expect us to do in this game. Because if there's anything that's going to do, if, if you want to play the, the Patriots game and you want to get inside their head, you take away what they do best. And what they do best is read you like a book. They already know everything about you. They know what you're doing. They know what you're thinking. They know your strategy. They know everything about you. Tom Brady, he, he understands. And, and Bill Belichick and everybody upstairs, their entire job is to analyze the defense and say, this is what they're going to do. And here's what we're going to do in response. That's why garbage football players like Hogan can tear teams apart. You want to get inside their head? Let them call down to Brady and say, this is what they're going to do, and they're wrong every single time. You don't know what we're going to do. You have no idea. That guy was supposed to be over there. He didn't go over there. He was supposed to do this. He didn't do that. This area should have been vacated. It was not. If I'm, if I'm the Rams, I'm going to go back and I'm going to study my own tendencies and I'm going to scrub every single one of them. We don't have tendencies anymore. You don't know what we're doing and that's it. That's my strategy. The only thing you know is that on this day, our goal is to get Tom Brady. You don't know how, you don't know where, you don't know who, you know why, but you don't know anything else because I want to take that away from you. That is your strength. That is, that is what you do better than anybody. And I'm not playing your game, period. Let those people up in the booth who are trying to diagnose us, let them take the day off because they're useless. You know nothing about this team. So, you know, that's my thought. And on, on the other side of it, for the Patriots, it's, it's do what you always do. You know, the offensive line is the most important piece to this entire team. You know, they, they need to help against the run to make sure that we can run the ball effectively. They need to keep Tom Brady clean. And once as long as we can do that, we're fine. Because the play call will be the correct play call. There's always going to be somebody open. We're going to throw the ball three yards down the field. He's going to run for 10 more yards. And we're just going to work our way down the field. We're going to take a minimum of five minutes to get all the way down the field. We're going to get seven points, and that's how we do things. Other than that, just play disciplined football. And let the Rams beat themselves. Let them kill themselves with penalties. With mistakes. They're, they're, they're not seasoned. They don't know how to handle this. They don't know how to handle the pressure. They don't know how to rise to this kind of occasion like we do. Just keep doing what we always do. Call the right plays at the right time. Everybody execute things the way that I tell you to execute it, and everything will go the way it's supposed to go. And unfortunately, that is the reality for the, the New England Patriots and anybody that has to go up against them. So despite all the things that I am not looking forward to, I, I really am hopeful that the Rams can win this game. I'm excited to see the strategy, and, and and again, in a larger context, this this is somewhat of, I don't know, in sort of a dramatic sense, the Rams represent all of us, right? Especially teams like the Packers, who now are a part of that, you know, Shanahan McVay tree. It, it, it's a way to get hope, and you know, and the, and the Patriots have lost games. You know, they can lose games, but. It's a matter of, is, is there anything worth fighting for, or are we all just fighting for second place? And we all already know the answer to that, but on a larger scale, we, we need to see it. I need to know it. Does it matter? Can, can the creativity brought by Sean McVay and this Rams team, the, the youth, the athleticism, the creativity, all that, does that win in the NFL today? Because the Packers have a lot of youth. Maybe not at quarterback, but they have a lot of youth. They have a lot of youth with their staff, 
their coaches. They have a lot of youth on the team. They have a lot of talent, whether it's the offensive line, like like the Rams have great tackles. They have a talented running back like the Rams. They have a talented wide receiver like the Rams. They have a lot of talent. There's a lot of similarities. So in a sense, as I'm watching this game, I'm, I'm looking at what the Packers can be. I'm looking at the upside of what the Packers can be, and I need to know that that's good enough. That that's good enough to not just be a good team in the regular season and get into the playoffs and maybe win a game to get to the Super Bowl. I need to know that that's good enough to win it. That's, that's better than what the Patriots are doing. A team that is not as talented, is not as youthful. A team that is still running a system that is slightly modified, but is still the same system that they ran in 2000. I want to know what our potential upside is. And again, we already know, right? We, it, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Packers can't win a Super Bowl. Of course we can. I just want to see it. And that's what today represents for me. So... I'll get through the garbage commercials. I'll put up with the garbage halftime show, which, you know, is is, is probably the same way I'm gonna I'm gonna treat that the same way as the Pro Bowl. I'm gonna watch it to see if there's anything worth watching, but then I'm just gonna end up walking away and probably going to get some food or something. The other reason I watch it is because just in case something interesting does happen, because there's always something noteworthy that everybody talks about, and it's like, oh man, I can't even partake because I didn't watch it. Like, did you see when so and so like blew up or whatever? Like, no, I was in the kitchen getting. Like fried ravioli or something, I don't know, but whatever. And it, it you know, I'm not even going to give a prediction necessarily because I, I just, I don't want to. No, not because I think the Patriots are going to win. I, I just, see, I see this as two polar opposite things. You have the Patriots are not as talented as the Rams. The Rams are more talented, but they're more seasoned. They're they're used to this. They're more disciplined. Both teams have the ability to win. It's just a matter of who's going to, which philosophy is going to win out. These are polar opposite teams. As much as we wanted to see Chiefs-Rams because they're so similar, this is polar opposite. You've got the old school versus the new school. The Packers used to be old school, right? They used to be the, the old coach, the old system, the old you know West Coast, this, that, or the other, which we're still West Coast, but old school West Coast, I guess. Now we're new school. Now we're in the Rams team. Not that I would ever root for the Patriots regardless of school or anything else. But like everything else, we're... we're hoping for that <laughs> that that final stake in the ground that says the old ways are gone and the new ways have have arrived and every year we think that's coming with, you know regardless of what happens to the patriots you know, last year the eagles won and it's like boom that was it you know the eagles got this new way of doing stuff they beat the patriots patriots are old they're out and here we are again maybe something to hang our hat on is the fact that if the patriots hang on a little bit longer it can be the packers that finally drive the final stake in this thing because at some point it's going to come to an end. The, the The question is, who's going to be the one to officially dethrone them? Maybe 2020 will be the year that Aaron Rodgers can drive that final stake into this undying vampire's heart, Tom Brady. The final send-off. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to find a silver, silver lining here. But anyways, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I went out shoveling yesterday, not really because I needed to, but because of exercise. And I was like, you know what would really be a good exercise you know that really hard, compact stuff that goes like out into the road? I started like getting that stuff. Oh my goodness, my back hurts so bad right now. So bad. Horrible decision. <laughs> but anyways, it's, it's, it's going to be a good day because I'm going to make it a good day. Going to eat some delicious food. Going to watch a football game and just turn off all the other nonsense. Leave the room when commercials come on and halftime show comes on. 
and just enjoy a football game. But anyways, hopefully you guys can find a little bit more enjoyment than I have this morning. Hopefully we have the Rams winning, and then after this, officially, everything goes into the draft, right? A lot of, you know, NFL.com and ESPN and all this stuff, it's all been about football. It's all been about the Super Bowl. After today, it's over. And I can't wait for that official change. We get the official draft order, and and nothing matters but the draft and and free agency, and I can't wait for everybody to turn their attention there. I'm excited. Tomorrow's going to be a great day. (laughs) You folks enjoy your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.